What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're talking about how to fix your neck hump, all right? Some of you also refer to it as hunchback or even Dowinger's hump. Well, today we're going to talk about one of the common questions I get from patients, which is if I can A, help them get rid of that neck hump or hunchback, or if I can help them kind of prevent it because they've seen other people, whether that's friends or family who have that, and they want to try to avoid it. Now, this may sound something, um, this may not be something that is that big of an issue for you, but for other people, it can definitely allow them to be self-conscious about their neck. So today, we're going to talk about exactly how you can work on it. We're going to talk about exactly how it's formed and what it is. We're going to talk about things you need to do to correct it, and then we're also going to give you movement to help. All right. So let's get started. First off, let's talk about exactly what that neck hump is um, and how it's formed. So without me kind of nerding out too much, I want to let you know that a neck hump, which generally is kind of between where our neck kind of transitions to our upper back. Um, Some people refer to it as a hunchback. Some people have even referred to it as a buffalo hump um, or even some of the terms called dowager's hump, but they all are kind of referring to the same thing. Essentially what happens is over time of carrying what we call forward head carriage, which is where our head, our neck is more jutted out in front of our shoulders that can lead to just kind of stress and strain over that area over time, okay? Now, our head weighs an average of about 10 to 11 pounds. And when it is further out in front of our shoulders, it actually can weigh a lot more. So our body is made, you know, it's amazing, um, and it's made to protect us at all times. So if this 10 or 11 pound head is constantly out forward, it's causing more strain and um, thing, more force, more load onto that neck, which is not in the ideal position, the thing our body's going to do is it's going to adapt. And the way that it adapts to that situation is it starts to accumulate or build like fatty tissue around with that kind of... Um, connection between our neck to our upper back humps, where most of you point at where you experience or see that neck hump, it accumulates fatty tissue there as a way to sort of protect the spine. The purpose of our spine is to protect our spinal cord, all right? That controls everything in our body. So if we go from the inside out, we have our spinal cord in the middle, our spine, that bone protects around that. And right on top of that is where our skin, and we have muscles, of course, and then skin. So if we get, you know, more and more pressure, we're going to load with our head out in front of us, it can cause more pressure in that area. And over time, it could definitely lead to more things like pinched nerves. It can lead to um, uh, like a, honestly, a stiff upper back, which is cause some neck or shoulder pain um, and a lot more other things. So I want you to let you know, guys, that it's not an additional bone. I've had someone ask me if it was like an additional bone that they had, which is why they were experiencing this. And reality is it is fatty tissue that collects around that area to help protect your spine. That forward head carriage that forms that neck, pump, neck hump is something that is a posture issue, which means that it's also something that we can start working on. 
when we are experiencing that neck hump, we have forward hairy carriage. We also have kind of like we call a kyphonic or kyphosis in our thoracic spine or upper back. And that's when we're more rounded in that upper back. And then we also can have more of that kyphosis in our neck, which is means which just means that our head is out further more. I'm sorry, our head is out further in front of our shoulders. All of these things are things that we really want to work on the opposite. So let's move into to let's move into the things you need to do to start correcting it. All right. First and foremost, you need to be able to stretch and mobilize that area where the neck hump is. So that in, includes your neck, that includes your upper back, and sometimes it also includes your shoulder blades and rib cage, depending on how you know everything moves around in that area. Now, what tends to happen with people who have neck humps is that their upper traps, so the area that sits on top of their shoulders, tends to be more overactive or overused than our lower trap. So our lower trap are the muscles that sit kind of beneath our shoulder blade, and they help kind of form this upside down triangle, if you want to think. They help pull our shoulder blades down and kind of back towards our spine, which helps our rounded shoulders become unrounded and be able to sit further back. Now, because we sit more in, you know, desk positions where we're sitting hunched over our keyboard or we're texting more and we're sitting in these rounded posture positions with um, our phone in front of us, that causes our body to adapt. Over time, those pecs become tight, the upper back becomes tight, and we don't have as much mobility in the extension range. Now, our traps start to win this tug of war, and they just honestly become stronger, just more active and engaged than our lower traps. So the best way, we got to stretch and mobilize the area. Then, of course, we have to start working on bringing more awareness and engagement to our lower traps, so those muscles underneath our shoulder blade, and also our middle trap, which are our muscles that sit in between our shoulder blade. Now, the best things to do this, and this is something else that you need, you need to be able to, after you stretch and mobilize the area, all right, we need to be able um, to fill the muscles, all right, fill the muscles that we should be using. When I start to do certain assessments in the office or when I prescribe certain movements to my patients to help with their neck hump, something that I notice is that as I'm trying to allow them allow them to feel what their middle trap or lower trap should feel like, their upper trap is always trying to join the party. That's where most of the compensation comes from. So if, for example, if you're a person who does things overhead and your shoulder comes up to your ear in order for you to do it, things like that. If our shoulder kind of raises up and our trap joins the party before our shoulder gets there, that is a sign that we are actually compensating more in our upper trap and it's winning the tug of war between our middle and our lower trap. All right. I see that, like I mentioned, in a lot of desk workers, a lot more people nowadays with how we're texting on our phone. And honestly, I'm seeing that in a, in, um, a lot more moms and I'm experiencing it as being a mom myself. I was so adamant about like, OK, I'm sitting up straight, shoulders back, holding him. But at times smaller, I like his weight, how his size, not even just weight, his size depends on it <laughs> as ergonomic as I was trying to be, um, it was harder. So I started noticing some tension in my upper traps because holding him up, I started to use my upper trap and my biceps to compensate. So moms, if this sounds familiar to you, then this is definitely something that you're going to want to do to help out and help, honestly, release that upper trap area. All right, next. Um, I know we're talking about our neck. We talk about upper back. Something else that you're probably like, why is this important but it's going to play a key role into helping you kind of get rid of or prevent that neck hump is core stability. 
Without nerding out too much, we have fascial connections. All right. So if you've heard of someone who does myofascial work, I particularly do myofascial work with, you know, ART, which stands for active release technique. And we're working on getting the tissues to slide and glide past each other. So our fascia is something that surrounds everything in our body. It surrounds our muscles. It surrounds our organs. And the goal of it is for us to be able to slide and glide past each other. That's why dynamic movement is so great. There is a fascial connection which goes all the way from our neck muscles down the front of our spine to our diaphragm, down from into our core, and down into our pelvic floor, up into our up and connecting up to our pubic symphysis. Because of how the fascia is connected, that is a global, it can happen at I mean how how I want to describe this. There can be a global response in your body, all right? Meaning that if we have something happening up top, so meaning that we have tension, tightness going down in our neck, it can affect everything below that fascial connection. So we have tightness here in our neck and it has to pull from somewhere. So maybe the neck causes our breathing to not be as deep and diaphragmatic use as we wanted to. Maybe that means that our core isn't engaging as much as we wanted to. Maybe that means that our pelvic floor isn't as, I don't want to say tight or tense, but isn't joining the party as much as we need it to. Maybe it's hard for you to connect to those areas. And as much as you stretched out the hips, as much as you've done all this core work, or as much as you done all these neck stretches, if we have a little bit left over, then maybe we need to address something else globally. Now we talked about the neck, we talked about the upper back. Now I want to throw in how that core can help as well. Now, as we mentioned with the pelvic, I'm sorry, with the fascial connections from the pelvic floor, if we start to do things that connect our core to our pelvic floor, our core and making sure we're engaging our neck muscles that we need, maybe we're from core stability and our middle and lower trap engagement at the same time, making sure that our muscles are engaging together and that they're coordinating and firing in the specific order that they should. Yes, awareness and bringing engagement to the specific muscles are important, but also is make sure that you can coordinate those muscles and those muscles can still fire when you're in different positions. So some of the moves I'm going to give you next are done in different positions and allowing you to feel what that middle trap, lower trap, or just what opening up and bringing those shoulder blades together and back feels like, whether you're face down, whether that's on your back, or even in the quadruped position. All right? So... As always, they want to tag these movements at the bottom, but we have a lot of Ys, Ws, and T movements. These things, I do not care about reps. I care about you being slow and controlled and feeling it where you're supposed to feel it. So it's all about holding it. So more of an isometric, okay? So when you're doing these motions, I want you to hold them for about three to five seconds and then relax, all right? Next, we have some use of the lacrosse ball. So if you all have listened around for a while, I'm not a real fan of foam rolling, but I do feel like when using the lacrosse ball correctly, it can be very effective. So I'm going to tag in a video of how I use a lacrosse ball in these areas around the spine in order to help release some of that upper trap and how we do that in a slow and controlled motion instead of putting that lacrosse ball on the wall or on the floor and just kind of moving our shoulder up and down as quickly as we can. And then last but not least, we talk about a little bit of thoracic extension over a foam roller. One of the main reasons that I use a foam roller. Um, And also some wall angels just to work on opening up and engaging those muscles as we move our shoulder and our shoulder plates. I hope that you found today's 
episode super valuable. And I hope that I didn't nerd out too much. All right. If you're someone who's experiencing this neck hump, this hunchback, and you want to take it a step further and get assessed on what's going on in your body, this month is a perfect month. We have friends and family month going on. And this is where the one month out of the year where I discount that new patient evaluation off a hundred dollars. All right. So if you're someone who you're feeling self-conscious about your neck hump, you're ready to do something about the tightness for tension you're feeling in your upper traps. Maybe, and I had this happen to me last week with a new patient that you've got so many deep tissue massages, sweetest massages, tight massages, all the things, and no one can dig into the air that you needed to, or you don't even really feel the change. There are more things to do besides just trigger point stuff. So this must be perfect month. Click the link in the bio or actually the episode notes um, or the bio if you follow us on Instagram and sign up for a new patient evaluation, okay? As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll holler at y'all in the next episode.